Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you all, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? How's it going out there? I hope everybody is doing good. I hope everybody is happy. I hope everyone is healthy, and I hope everyone is financially stable. I really do. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. Let's begin. Episode 60 starts right now. Alita Battle Angel. When was the last time you guys heard that name? Alita Battle Angel that came out in came out in 2019. Smash hit at the box office. Word on the street is we could possibly finally get confirmed sequels to Alita Battle Angel. Notice I said sequels, not a sequel, sequels. In other words, we could get Alita Battle Angel 2, Alita Battle Angel 3, who knows, maybe Alita Battle Angel 4. So I read an article on IGN.com, and within the article, I read across something quoted, quoted from James Cameron, how he's saying that regarding the Battle Angel sequels, he's going to be working on them in Texas. That's where he's going to be, I'm assuming, filming or writing the script, writing the story, the screenplay. He did not mention how many sequels. He simply said sequels. And he's going to be working on these movies together all at once. Kind of like a Avatar thing. How he worked on Avatar 2, 3, 4. And I believe there's a fifth one too that's supposed to be coming out. How he worked on all these movies together. Alita Battle Angel I thought was a cool movie. Really pretty good movie. Directed by Robert Rodriguez of all people. The reason why I say that, because this movie is the most different movie that I've ever seen him make. When you think Robert Rodriguez, you don't even think movies like uh, movies like Alita Battle Angel. You think movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, excuse me. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. You think movies like Desperado, from Dust to Dawn, El Marachi, uh, Machete, Machete Kills. Robert Rodriguez directed the Spy Kids films. He also directed Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I believe. But not he didn't do anything quite as different as Alita Battle Angel. Very successful film. The movie was made on a $170 million budget and it made $405 million at the box office. Very successful. And the movie was always supposed to get a sequel. Alita Battle Angel was not a perfect film, but it is a fun film. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Some of my problems with the film, number one, would be the pacing the story's pacing a, a bit too fast in this movie. Number two would be the 
choice of actors outside of Rosa Salazar, who plays Alita. She did really good. The best performance in the movie. Everyone else nowhere near. No, nowhere close to Rosa Salazar. They were almost just simply there for the sake of having characters in a movie. Whenever Alita is not on screen and we see another group of characters talking, I could almost care less. Sometimes. Mostly all the time. I can kind of care less if it's not Alita. Let's see, what else? I did not like the fact that this movie was constantly trying to set up a sequel. I don't like when movies do that. They're already worrying about the next movie. Concentrate on this movie. Let's make this movie the best that this movie can be. Let's concentrate on this movie. And if you want to set something up, put something in the credits. Put something at the end of the movie. Let's just concentrate on this movie. Incredible CGI, game-changing CGI. You've never seen anything like this. Some pretty entertaining action. Uh, Not top-tier action. I have seen better, but good enough. And and yeah, Alita is... It's a fun movie at at the end of the day. It's a pretty fun movie. So will Alita 2 be a better movie? I hope it's a better movie. I hope it's a much different movie. I hope it's I hope it has even deeper story. I hope the pacing is is not so fast. I hope it's perfect. I hope the action gets better. I hope we get deeper backstory with Alita. I hope we get better performances. I hope it's a better movie. I hope James Cameron takes his time telling the story. I think the universe of Alita is rather cool. Take your time. Tell the best story that you can tell. And everything should be okay. I think so. Willy Wonka, Wonka, the new trailer for Wonka came out not too long ago, starring Timothy Chalamet. Did you guys see the trailer? What are your thoughts and feelings? How do you feel about Wonka? I definitely wasn't one of those people that grew up with Willy Wonka. I've seen the movie, but I wasn't one of those people that saw it a hundred times, five hundred times, a thousand times. I saw Willy Wonka no more than, no more than maybe three to five times in my life. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, I've seen no more than probably twice. This movie is a prequel. We all know that. I think it's a very necessary prequel. Willy Wonka is certainly a very interesting character. A character that I would like to know the backstory of. I think this movie is very necessary. It should be made. Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Judging from this trailer alone, 
I don't know if he's the right person for the role. If you think about Timothy Chalamet, he's a big name in Hollywood. But is this the role for him? As of right now, I'm not completely sold with Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. I do think that just by looking at Timothy Chalamet, his image, he does look like he can play a younger Willy Wonka. But then you have to factor in the performance, the acting. Does he pull off Willy Wonka? A version of what Willy Wonka could be. For example, Johnny Depp's version of Willy Wonka is night and day different from Gene's Willy Wonka. Timothy Chalamet, it's like he's trying too hard to, maybe not trying too hard. Uh, how can I put this? I don't think this role is, it's not a natural fit for him. If you look at Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, he's used to playing these kind of characters, these kind of weird, strange, not quite normal characters. Characters like Jack Sparrow, Mad Hatter, and uh, Edward Scissorhands, and so on and so forth. Timothy Chalamet, he doesn't really play those kind of characters. Outside of Timothy Chalamet, the rest of the movie looks, it looks pretty fun. It looks like a good time. It doesn't look boring. It doesn't look like something that will put me to sleep. It does look like a movie that that I would most likely watch in theaters. Maybe, is, it, is this a day one ticket, movie ticket? I don't know. It depends on what else is playing at the theaters. But I would most likely watch this movie in theaters. It does look like Willy Wonka in this film is is trying to start his first chocolate shop. He, he doesn't look like he's trying to make the chocolate factory just yet. I don't know. And like I said earlier on, as a kid... I really wasn't a huge fan of Willy Wonka. Not the biggest fan of Willy Wonka. And part of that is due the reason why I don't really like Willy Wonka that much is because not only is he a... Despite him being a person that I find very interesting, he is a person that deeply bothers me. I'm being honest. He bothers me. He scares me a little bit. Something about that man. He's. He bothers me. Him and his Oompa Loompas. I don't like it. Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. Would you like some chocolate? What? I said, would you like some chocolate? No, I don't want any chocolate, man. I don't want any chocolate. I don't want any candy. I don't want a, a diet drink. I don't want nothing, man. Back up off me. With your chocolate lake, that chocolate stream. 
Oh, weirdo. Yeah, he bothers me, guys. Just bothers me. That chocolate factory bothers me. It's just way too much going on. And Willy Wonka is so unpredictable, too. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Okay, Willy Wonka, uh, excuse me, Wonka. Wonka releases in theaters on December 15th, 2023. It's review time. It's time for my review. The legendary Tom Cruise is back. He's back at it. The previous movie, Mission Impossible Fallout, came out on July 27th, 2018. It's been quite some time, quite a bit bit of a time gap there. This is quite possibly the last Mission Impossible movie ever to be made, and it's broken into two parts, part one and part two. This is part one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my review of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, part one. That intro was so trash. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is directed by Christopher McQuarrie and it stars Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, S.I. Morales, Simon Pegg, and Ving Rams. Is it Rams? Ving Rams. Luther, the guy that plays Luther. He's in here. So Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is technically... It is. It's half a movie. Which means I can't really review the movie in its entirety until part two comes out. So I I guess I can only review... I can only review the movie so far. And I will say so far, so good. It's a three-hour movie. Right from the beginning of the movie, as soon as the movie opens, action. It gets right to the point. The story gets going immediately. Lots of information. Very information-heavy movie. A lot to take in. So the story goes like this. Ethan Hunt is searching for a key. Whoever possesses this key will have access to a very dangerous weapon, and all hell will break loose. Humanity is at stake here. It's kind of a big deal. And of course, he wants to find this key before the bad guys find it. And now we have a movie. It's, it's really intense. Really intense stuff. Everyone in this movie did a great job. Tom Cruise, obviously. Haley Atwell, great. Rebecca Ferguson, great. Vanessa Kirby, great. Uh, what's her name? Palm Kamentef? She was great. Everyone was great. Just about. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is definitely a longer story. It does justify itself having a part one and part two. That was one of my concerns going into this film. Is this going to be a two-part movie for the sake of it being a two-part movie? Could this be just one three-hour movie if they could? But no, it's definitely a two-part movie. It's a longer story with good pacing too. The movie never drags. 
there is some downtime where you're having a lot of dialogue, but the, but the dialogue isn't boring. There's no there's no boring moments in this movie. There's some slow moments, some slowdown, but it's still crucial dialogue. The dialogue is always crucial. Some really intense moments, moments when you're asking yourself, how are they going to get out of this? Can they get out of this? Those kind of moments, some cool car chases, intense action, unpredictable outcomes. You don't know who's going to live and who's going to die. A lot of build up, a lot of information similar to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one, how part one was a lot of information and part two, that's when everything happened. It seems like Dead Reckoning is taking that similar approach. Some really good chemistry from Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt and Haley Adwell's Grace. These two characters are around each other a lot in the film. And it's really good performances. Really good performance. Rebecca Ferguson is still really good. Vanessa Kirby, I can keep going on and on. I love these actors. Every one of them. Just about every one of them. I think they all did really good in this movie. I can tell every single actor was carefully chosen for this movie. This movie was made with a lot of tender love and care. They really cared about this movie. Beautiful cinematography. Soundtrack is on point. Great directing by Christopher McQuarrie, who also directed Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes, he directed both of those movies. Great screenplay. Does the movie have flaws? I don't think it has obvious flaws. Flaws that you can see without question. If it does have flaws, I really have to think about it. I don't really think it has any flaws. I don't think it has any flaws. I'm really enjoying the story so far. And if it does have flaws, I have to get back to you. I may have to see it again. Give it a second viewing. Some pretty intense stuff towards the end of the movie. The last scene is pretty ridiculous, pretty crazy. The movie does end on a cliffhanger, setting up part two, which is, I believe, is delayed, if I read that correctly, or if I read it. something I read something saying part two is delayed. I could be wrong. I could be right. But anyway, I really enjoy the story. I really enjoy the story so far. So what am I going to give Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? It is half a movie, not a complete movie. So what am I going to give the movie so far? On a scale of one to five, five being the best, I'm going to give it, as of right now, I may have to see it again, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the episode. Episode 60 is done. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Long live Hollywood podcast. 
How's it going, everyone? What's up out there? How you doing? What's up? What's been What's been good? How's your day going? This whole month, month of what are we in? Are we in? We're in July. Yeah, this whole month of July has been so busy. I've been getting a lot done. I've been paying the bills on time, you know. But everything has been kind of coming at me. At the same time, but, you know, priorities and all that. But I've been getting a lot done. Busy month. Have any of you guys ever had a month like that or two weeks like that? Within those two weeks, you got the dental appointment. You got your physical appointment. You got to get your oil change. You got to turn in that college research paper. You got to pay that credit card bill. Before the 20th, your vehicle needs gas, right? And you're dangerously close on running out of gas. But we do the math in our head, don't we? We do the math in our head. We look at the dashboard. We look at the gas. We look at the needle. You see how far the needle is to to empty, to the E? And we all have the same thought. Oh, I got enough. Right. I got enough gas. I've been in this situation before. You're on your way home. You're driving. You're on the freeway. You're on the highway. Everything is going smoothly. And then out in the distance, you see nothing but traffic. And you're like, oh, God. And that brings you down to a halt. Right. Now you're bumper to bumper traffic. Because there's been an accident. You're low on gas. You thought you could make it. And now you're a little worried. Are you going to get to that gas station? Believe it or not, I've never been in that situation. (laughs) It sounds realistic. I'm pretty sure somebody has done that. Have been in that I need gas moment. That's a really, that's a bad time to to really need gas. I never needed gas on a highway. The only time that I really needed gas and I was a little bit worried was, okay, so I'm driving in the city, right? I'm driving through the city. The needle was just on E. You know, my gas tank was just about empty. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm looking for the nearest gas station. I see the nearest gas station, all the pumps are occupied. I go to the next gas station, all the pumps are occupied. And the next one and the next one, you know, it it was basically after five o'clock. That's when everybody's coming home for work and all the traffic and stuff. And at the same time, I'm looking for a good price too. So I finally found a gas station. There were two available pumps, one on one side of the gas station and one on the other side of the gas station. Very crowded gas station, by the way. A lot of cars. Just getting into the gas station was a challenge because you don't want to hit any cars. So I'm at the gas station. I'm trying to get to that available pump. And once I get to that pump, that's when I realize my gas tank is on the right side of the car. Everybody has done that at some point, right? You get to a pump and 
and your tank is on the other side. So, this sucks. Now I gotta circle around the the gas station. You know, you gotta do that lap so you can back into that pump on the right side, you know, where the tank is so you can fill up your tank. But you gotta do that really quickly because you don't want someone to drive into the gas station and take your available spot. So there's that anxiety, that fear. Crowded tight gas station, and I'm trying to make my way to that available pump, pump seven. So I'm making my my lap around the gas station, and then I I have to back in to that pump. I have to reverse my vehicle into that pump. I didn't drive up to the pump. I had to back into it. And I had to do it in a very safe way so I don't hit anyone. So I don't so I don't hit the person behind me. So I put my car in park and got some gas. So that was a situation. That's when I needed gas. Anyone have a similar story? All right. Um, that's all I got for this episode, guys. That's all I got. This is episode 60. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other. And good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye-bye.